Welcome back to Moon Harbor Heroes. Today's issue is Cataclysm Crew, issue 42, Honey and Vinegar. On the cover, Blue Samurai, Flyby, and the Wild Thing stand in a doorway at the top of a flight of stairs, silhouetted by the light coming through it. The basement below is dark, save for a candle on a table silhouetting the forms of Queen Bee and Scarlet Scorpion. Squire runs down the banister, her eyes glinting furiously in the firelight. We turn the page, and our story begins. I think Al's gonna open a portal just just beneath the two of them. Back up to a window that he can see. And if if the GM would be so kind, have links in whatever room uh, Al portals into. Uh, links or Vixen? Links. Uh, cool. So Lynx is standing on, like, the second floor, like, landing, so there's, like, a... It's essentially a, like, very large grand staircase that, like, splits off and goes around. So there's just a big opening in the middle of the second floor. Does that make sense? Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, so Lynx is on that second floor landing, and Carla has just gone in one of those doors. So you portal into the second floor and land, like, near her. Al's gonna look at her. Lena! Lena! And she turns, and she's like, what? I... I don't trust you you work for saber but i need you to put your phone number in my phone and be ready to call saber to trader maria italian restaurant she looks at you and she's like trattoria miele yeah that that's the one i'm 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 japanese not italian give me cut me a little slack and she looks at you and she's like what did you all do to queen bee nothing the last time I don't. I've never even spoken with her. The last time anyone, any of us, spoke with her was Amber, and she helped us. So I don't know what we did. And she sighs and she takes your phone and she puts her number in. She's like, "If Saber gets involved, you know that they're going to arrest every one of you, right?" Uh, yeah. But Saber might be the only people who can help us. Underneath of the hair, there's like a little smile. I love that. Uh, Link sighs, and she's like, I don't think Saber can help you much, but if you call, I'll get you out of there, I promise. Thank thank you. And I think Al's gonna, like, stick out a hand to shake and not just kind of awkwardly do it. She shakes your hand, and as that's happening, the door swings open dramatically behind her, and you see Vixen in her full costume. Vixen is basically just Catwoman, but if Catwoman was uh, Fox-themed... When she's in costume, she wears like a like pretty tight, uh, long dress, like red dress, with a slit running from like the bottom of it up to about mid thigh. Uh, I think like Angelina Jolie at the Oscars that one year, and like high heels and a lot of jewelry and a domino mask. Um, she's in no way hiding who she is. Everyone knows that Vixen is Carla Montego is Vixen, but she looks great. And she like strolls past you, and she's like, "All right, let's go." I think I was going to sigh and just mutter to himself, just fucking Lucy. And I think the next panel we see is from like right in front of Carla uh, with Al and Wild Thing in the background. And we just see this like smirk across her face. And then she turns the corner and is walking down the stairs towards Lucy and Squire. Al and Wild Thing, are you following? Let's go kick some ass. Uh, She looks at you as you're walking down the stairs behind her and she's like, Al, can your portal's open big enough to drive a car through? With a minor headache, yeah. She says, good, I'll drive. And then she, like, we, like, step into her garage, which is this, like, beautiful, large, like, eight-car garage. And we see this, like, sleek red sports car 
And she opens it and like gets in the driver's seat. And she's like, all right, everyone get in. Shotgun. Know it. I don't care. Is is Vixen's fox with us? Uh, I think Fox is probably with you. Yeah, Vixen doesn't go yes. many places without Fox. Yes. Yeah, so Vixen doesn't go too many places without Fox. Good. Um, I think can can we have could we have a panel of just Al like petting Fox and Squire like at the same time, just up front? Absolutely. And then I think the next panel we see is you all like drive through, and she's like. All right, pour me as far down this block as you can go. We're going to make a right up there. I do have a request because I think it's kind of comical that uh, Flyby and Wild Thing are just like sitting in the backseat together and they don't know each other. I feel like maybe like the Wild Thing kind of looks at, at Flyby and is like, wow, these guys are crazy. You'll get used to it. I love that. That's so good. I also have another moment is I feel like I, when when Lucy got her new costume, we established that she has just like pockets everywhere and also different pouches. Uh, after, I don't know, have we gone through the portal with the car yet? Uh, we're about to. Okay, I have a thing I want to do after we get through the portal on the other side. Perfect. So we portal over and we see like, it's probably like a couple like jumping portals where it's like you jump through a portal to the intersection and then she's like, all right, portal to that one, portal to that one, portal to that one. And it's a lot of that kind of thing of just like jumping, 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 jumping. So you portal and then she like slams on her brakes and we open up in front of this like, it looks like a, uh, like, it's like it's a standalone house. Um, there's two stories that you can see and there's a sign that says like, La Tutoria Miele. Uh, and she pulls up and parks it. And she's like, all right, everyone out. As Lucy gets out of the car, I think she wants to reach into one of her little pockets and toss a couple painkillers at Al. <laughs> Lucy's such a good friend. She's pissed, but she's still the mom friend. That's true. Uh, and we see the four of you from the back. So we see like the four of you standing on the sidewalk with the La Trattoria Miele kind of like in front of you. Uh, there are candles in every window and they're all lit. And it's a really great like shot of the four of you plus the two animals standing very heroically. Then Vixen walks up and like just twists the doorknob and opens it and the door is unlocked. Can Al kind of run past her to like, is there like any drinking fountains or any water nearby? There's a fountain. Al's going to sprint past Vixen and kind of just dunk his head underwater. And then you'll see a panel of him bringing his hand to his mouth and then looking at Vixen and be like, sorry, I, I, I can't dry swallow pills. Amazing. When, when he pops his head back up from the fountain, I want Lucy just to be holding a mini bottle of water and be, just say, you can ask. Lucy's such the mom friend. Wow, you have everything. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. By the end of this issue, Al is going to be searching through those pockets to see what he what exists and what doesn't. There are child locks on them. Guys, okay, honestly, I think that Clara was really impressed by, by Flyby just like having all of those things just ready i feel like i need to she needs to be my new rival all right shift it shift her to the rival <laughs> so it, it kind of like this is like the rival is like somebody who i feel like a little bit inferior around so what that does lucy is it gives you influence over me and that's yeah 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 yeah, yeah. give the new subject of your affection you get dis- technically disdain influence over you. Take a plus one ongoing to any action that impresses your love or frustrates you. Yeah, okay. Awesome. All right. And uh, Vixen turns and is like, 
if everyone's ready, we already opened the door so they know we're here. Can we go inside, please? Could we just have a panel of Al vanishing through a portal and then just waving at them from the other side of the glass? Awesome. As you do that, you hear a gun cock. And you look over, and there's an armed guard with a gun pointed right at you. George! I want to roll to throw one of my little portal shurikens at him. Cool. So uh, go ahead and roll to directly engage a threat. That'll be plus danger. I got a four. All right. You throw the portal and the you're like throwing the knife, right? Yeah. Throwing a knife to throw a portal basically at him. Yeah. The guard, like as you're about to throw it, like presses a button on his collar. It's like a like a pin on his collar and he presses it. And as the knife comes through, you see like the portal like opening and closing, opening and closing as it's spinning. And then when it gets close to him, the portals just stop. And he reaches out and with two fingers just catches the knife in midair. And he drops it. And he's like, the boss has been waiting for you. We figured you'd be here sooner rather than later. If you want to get the rest of your friends inside, we can have a conversation like civilized people. I don't want to have to use this thing. Uh, And he is an adult, so he is shifting your danger down and your mundane up. Well, that's kind of a dick move. So fuck him. So are you going to reject it, or are you just accepting it? Well, I have a negative two to rejection, so no, I'm going to just fucking accept it, I guess. Cool. And Vixen steps through the door behind you behind you with her hands up, and she's like, we're not here to fight. We just want to get our people back. Lucy slash Wild Thing, you heading in? Yeah. Yeah, I really want to fight, but I'm not going to... I'm going to hold my breath. Al is going to, not like at anybody in general, just be like... If he was trying to be civil, he wouldn't have fucking pointed a gun at me and cocked it, but whatever. He, like, claps you on the back of the shoulders as he, like, is guiding you all towards the stairs, and he's like, yeah, if you wanted to be civil, you wouldn't have broken and entered into a place of business at 11.30 at night, now would you? It's not breaking and entering if the door's unlocked. That's what my, uh, that's what my first parole officer told me. He laughs, and he opens a door, and it, like, leads to, like, a very dark staircase heading downstairs. Are you all heading downstairs? Are you hanging out here? I mean, I feel like we don't have a choice. There's always a choice, but yeah, I think we follow. <laughs> or at least I'm <laughs> Cool. He stays at the top, and he, like, gestures for all of you to go down. So what's our order? Who leads? Well, me, of course. Sorry, Al's first. I think Vixen's probably second. I'll hold up the rear. Rear. The rear. Cool, Keep I was gonna say. I, was, I agree. All right. And uh, everyone steps down the stairs. And as you all get down the stairs, um, you turn, and you see... Uh, two people sitting at the table. The first one is Queen Bee, and the second one sitting right next to her is the Scarlet Scorpion, aka Amber and Al's mom. Uh, hi, mom. Uh, And she looks and she says, well, hi, honey. It's good to see you. You're looking well. And Amber beat the shit out of her, I guess? Uh, I don't know if you knew that. But does she look like it? Her hair is definitely messier than usual, but like, She's not beaten up. She got very, very electrocuted, but um, she wasn't like Amber didn't like punch her in the face. Mm, okay. Uh, uh, I think I then I would be like, uh, thank, thanks. Where are my friends? And she gestures over, and you can see behind her in like a really dark corner. It looks like Max, Amber, and Alan are just standing there, like swaying and not moving. They're not tied up or anything. They're just standing there. Well, I sure as shit don't like that. And Queen Bee stands up and Queen Bee's like, if y'all would take a seat. And she gestures and like, 
The table's pretty large. It's got like nine chairs around it or eight chairs around it. So it can fit everyone. Uh, is everyone taking a seat? Al's more of a stand kind of guy. And I think in every situation where there, he's ever been around villains so far, he's done the exact opposite of whatever they tell him to do. <laughs> like with the time wizard. You know, that's fair. Uh, as everyone kind of steps in the room. Oh, what up, Lucy and Clara? Are you all going to take a seat? Reluctantly. I'm not feeling the whole sitting thing. So I think I'll, I'll also stand. If, if, what, what if it we... isn't going to. Maybe we all stand. Stand together, you know? <laughs> Vixen goes and sits. Yeah, but Vixen's kind of a villain. So, like, I think Al's just going to kind of stand. <laughs> He'll stand behind a chair. Vixen's chair... not kind of a villain. Vixen is just a villain. Are the chairs tall enough where we could just, I could like lean on forward with my forearm? So, like, I'm technically touching a chair, but I'm not sitting. Yep, the chairs are all tall enough. Cool, I was going to so say I'm the definitely... same thing. <laughs> yeah, so I'm definitely doing that. I'm, I, I, I'm going to retract my sitting, but I'm definitely going to be like leaning on a chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that too. That's a good idea. Al, are you doing the same thing or you're just standing? I think I was just kind of standing with his arms loosely folded. Uh, Vixen sits down and then looks at all three of you and rolls her eyes and like sighs a little bit. And then she looks at uh, Queen Bee and Scarlet Scorpion and she's like, so what is it you want? And Queen Bee's like, no, 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 no. Let's get to business afterwards. Let's have a nice dinner. We all know that this is the best Italian restaurant in the city and the chefs are close personal friends of mine. So if everyone would like to have a seat, dinner can begin. And she gestures at the three of you and she's like, very clearly like, you should sit down now. We had pizza before we came. I think Al was going to sit, but he's going to like sit on the edge of the seat and just kind of still have his arms folded. Uh, And Scarlet Scorpion looks up at Lucy and she's like, you're the other one who was there that night. I don't think we've met yet. Hi, I'm Scarlet Scorpion. Pleasure. I'm uh, Al and Amber's mom. Hey, quick question out of character. Did I know that? I don't think so. So she's definitely taken aback by that and any sort of like facade of snark is gone. She just looks at Al like, seriously? And you would know Scarlet Scorpion. Scarlet Scorpion has been in prison for about 12 years. Uh, She is a very well-known and very feared villain. Uh, She is, her whole thing is she's got like really intense emotional control and it's pretty brutal. She was in like the highest security saber prison and records about her were wiped, but you know who she is. So, uh, and then she looks up and she says, and I believe you're the wild thing, correct? I didn't know you were part of this sordid affair. We're still figuring things out. <laughs> she looks at you and she smiles and she's like, "Ugh, I understand. Finding a good team is so hard nowadays, but I think you found a really good one with this group. Uh, And then she, like, snaps her fingers, and a chef comes out, and he is doing the same kind of, like, slow-moving, swaying thing. Uh, And he has, like, a tray on his hand, and he puts it on the table, and it's got, like, eight or nine plates of, like, really beautiful-looking Italian pasta. Uh, And he, like, places one in front of each of you. And if you look at his eyes, his eyes are clear like his eyes are the normal color but there's a just slight red fog across the front of them i think al is gonna whisper like uh just as he walks by al he's gonna go kumquat and then like look really intensely to see if it snaps the chef out of it it did not snap uh, snap the chef out of it damn that's my only idea 
Scarlet Scorpion and Queen Bee are both pouring glasses of wine, or a different chef comes out, or sommelier comes out and is pouring glasses of wine for, he goes to Queen Bee and Scarlet Scorpion and Vixen, and then he starts to pour a glass for Al, and Scarlet Scorpion snaps her fingers, and she's like, oh no, the rest of them are underage. I was just kind of like, glared at the table a little bit, like, not at his mother, obviously, but just down. Uh, And she's like, you can drink when you're 21, dear, only four more years, right? I mean, yeah, let's go with that. Isn't Al 17? Yeah. I'm. He's saying more like, yeah, like, I've not had anything to drink yet. Uh, and she smiles and she's like, well, that would be breaking the law and we would never want to do that, would we, Al? No, mommy. Lucy snorts a little bit at that exchange. <laughs> so does Clara. Queen Bee kind of straightens up and she's like, so, I'm sure you're all wondering why we brought you here. An explanation would be nice, yeah. Yeah, Lucy's not dignifying that with a response. She's just staring at her, waiting to continue to talk. She looks at you and she all, she smiles. And like, Queen Bee looks genuinely pretty friendly right now. And she's like, so in the months that have passed since the breakout, we've been gathering an assortment of people together. You probably haven't heard much about it. We haven't done too much yet, but the Crown of Thorns is rising. And we're ready to take down everyone that stands in our way. And we have a common enemy. We both don't like Saber. Granted, you also have a friend of mine, a friend of yours that is an enemy of mine, but we'll handle that when we get there. I know that you all have been plotting a dramatic takedown of the institution that is Saber. And I just thought we would offer a truce, work together to take down the biggest enemy, and afterwards, we'll see where we can land on it. Can I get Clara's reaction panel to this? <laughs> well, it seems like Clara and Flyby are having another moment. Maybe they both look at each other like, did you know this? Yeah, because did that plan unfold while I was gone? Yeah, it's definitely been one where it was like, we don't like Saber, but like, you guys, they haven't been actively planning, but it's been like a back pocket kind of thing especially for max of like we're gonna take down saber at some point max and amber um we're gonna take down saber at some point uh so yeah amber has talked about it pretty publicly i think max has talked about it privately um yeah amber's whole new legacy is anti-saber it's all about like taking down saber but i don't Uh think the two of you knew that (laughs) yeah okay wait i do have a out of character question which is what I'm in the, I need a little lore refresher. So what is the relationship between Saber and the organization that I work for? Uh, mutually beneficial, but not like friends. Um, it's very much like Saber is the government organization and uh, Monarch Power is kind of the private institution. And they do a lot of the same work, especially Monarch Man versus Saber. S.H.I.E.L.D. and the X-Men is a good example. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is the Saber organization and X-Men is the, like, private institution. But just Monarch Man is corrupt. But so is Saber. So, you know, who's not corrupt in this world? What adult, you know? They're all, what's the rule? Short-sighted and (laughs) something-something? Yep, exactly. I think it's, I mean, if you're looking for a reaction, I I really think it would just, because I'm imagining that we're all next to each other and Al is occupied looking at the table. So I think I would look at flyby if she, to see if she 
seems to know what's going on. She probably does not. Flyby, do you react, knowing that your team has apparently been plotting to take down Saber in the two months that you've been gone? Uh, she's pissed, but this is a moment where we're not going to die on this hill right now because we have to get our friends back first so I can kick some sense into them. Fair. And Queen Bee looks at Vixen and she's like, Carla, I wasn't expecting to see you here. And I know that you can't get involved seeing as you are involved otherwise. But we'll keep the code of ethics and I won't say that you were here. You don't say that you were here. It'll be fine. I'm more interested in talking to these kids to see about a team up. And then she turns and she looks, and I think actually Scarlet Scorpion looks over and looks at Al and she's like, Al, you're being pretty quiet. What are you thinking? What, um, what exactly do you mean by getting rid of Saber? Like, are you going to kill them or just destroy their organization? Scarlet Scorpion kind of shrugs and she's like, path of least resistance, whatever's easier. What about like dad and Max's uncle? She smirks and she's like, your father doesn't work for Saber that often. And we are collaborating. And then Queen Bee says, I mean, how do you think we found out about where your base was? Al, I think I want you to take a powerful blow for that. Uh, let me uh, grab the skilly doos. So that's roll plus conditions marked. Oh, well, that's rude. I only have one of those, though. All right. So on a seven to nine, you can choose one. You lash out verbally and provoke a teammate to foolhardy action or take advantage of your influence to inflict a condition. Uh, you give ground, your opposition gets an opportunity, or you struggle past the pain and mark two conditions. I would give ground. Cool. And I think Scarlet Scorpion sees that that comment kind of hurt. And then she's like, look, we want to work with you all. We think you all are amazing, but we don't need everyone. So let's put it this way. The sooner you agree, the less people get hurt. And she snaps her fingers, and Alan steps forward. And Alan is in, like, that same, like, trance-like swaying state. And she turns to a man with a gun, and she's like, I'm setting a timer for 30 seconds. If they don't agree, shoot him. Uh, and then she's like, all right, your move. Uh, can I roll to put a portal in the barrel of the gun and have the bullet will just go through the portal and then through the ceiling i guess yeah and let's see if that works i guess all right so that is your plan we'll see if that activates in about 30 seconds wild thing or lucy are you either of you uh vixen immediately is like turns to you all and is like just agree with it just go with it you don't want anyone to get hurt aren't people gonna get hurt if we say yes she looks at you and she's like it's Saber, just, Saber is different than people. It's, it's all very complicated. Do you want Alan to die? Your wife is Saber. Fiance, but regardless. And then she's like, and she's not really, she's, she and Max had a conversation earlier tonight where she said she would help us if we wanted to take down Saber because Saber is falling apart and she doesn't agree with it. We have to take them down and we were going to be doing it anyway. Max was going to be talking to you all, but this is just, Speeding the process up a little bit. I think Lucy and uh, Clara need to join in on this conversation. Vixen looks at Lucy and she's like, I know that you don't want to hurt anyone. And I don't either. But look, it's Alan. He's been awake for like four hours. Just help him. I think with as little emotion on her face as possible, 
She looks Scarlet Scorpion in the eye and just says, fine. She smiles and she's like, well, good. Then we can all enjoy our dinner. And she snaps her fingers and the three of your friends just kind of collapse. And then before, as everyone's reacting, she's like, don't worry, they're fine. Just takes a lot out of them. But thank you for having some sense. I wish that my son would be as intelligent next time. Uh, And she is shifting your danger up, Al, and your, think, superior down. But I like my superior. Do you want to reject? No, because I still have insecure. Okay, then uh, you'll take that down. And then an alarm goes off on her phone and she sighs and she's like, unfortunately, I'm going to have to cut this dinner short. You all stay, enjoy, but I have other business to attend to. And then she stands up and starts to walk out the door and she turns back and she says, Good night, everyone. Good night, Al. Sweet dreams. And then she walks up the stairs and closes the door behind her. Queen Bee looks at all of you and is like, I'm sorry we had to do it that way, but I hope you understand that we're doing what is right. We're doing what is best. And we want what is best for the city. When the Astrons were attacking, the MMM went and robbed a bunch of places and committed crimes instead of helping with the invasion. That's not who the Crown of Thorns is. The Crown of Thorns is here for Moon Harbor first. We want the city to be as good as it can be. And if that means we have to get rid of everyone standing in our way, we will. And then she also stands up and she leaves. So now it's just all of you and like a couple unconscious guards and your unconscious friends. What do you do? Can we go over to our three unconscious friends? Or is there anything preventing us from doing that? Uh, You're good to go over there. No one's preventing you. Yeah, I want to go check on them. Cool. They are all conscious. Or not conscious. They are all like the heartbeats, breathing. Everyone is fine. They are just unconscious. You know the like prone position you're supposed to put people in when they pass out? I want to put them all in that position. Perfect. And I think we see Vixen like pulling out her phone and she like calls someone and she like steps over to the corner and we hear her like whispering into the phone, which leaves Al and Clara at the table. So that was my mother. Lucy called over from the other side of the room. Sweet lady. She's she's really nice when she's not being a villain. She yeah. she, was, she was a good mom for first few years when she wasn't in jail. I I don't know if that was the right thing to do. I agree. I mean, I had a plan, but there was no way to tell you about my plan without my plan not working. Is there anyone who could overhear us in this room or do we have any sense that this room might be bugged uh the room might be bugged uh i don't know um or you don't know rather the only other people in the room there is the unconscious chef and unconscious sommelier and two unconscious guards okay um lucy is gonna look at the two of them significantly and say let's talk more when we get back to the base all right i do have super senses that's a good point (laughs) i forgot about that do you want to roll to unleash your powers to see if anyone is uh, listening? If there's a biggest threat in this room? Yeah, I should probably do that. Uh, actually, go ahead and roll to assess the situation. Roll plus superior. Okay, I think I have a move for that. Cool. Yeah, I think after the um, last session, I took another advancement and I took a move from the Protégé playbook, which is be mindful of your surroundings when you assess the situation before entering up or not entering into a fight. Never mind. Ignore that. Plus superior, you said? Yep. That's a sweet 11. Uh, so on an 11, you can ask too. What here is the biggest threat? Uh, the biggest threat just went upstairs. The people in the room are unconscious, but like Scarlet Scorpion is still definitely like around. You haven't heard her like leave the building. So uh, she is definitely the biggest threat wherever she is. 
okay, and what here can I use to determine whether or not we're being overheard? When you extend your senses out, you can tell that there is, in fact, a bug in this room. You can hear, like, the slightest electrical hum from a small camera. Okay, then I'm going to maintain what I said earlier, where I'm going to give them a significant look and say, we should discuss this further when we get back to the base. Uh, And Vixen looks at everyone and she's like, do we think we can get them in the car? I can drive us all back, but I can't carry them all on my own. I will carry them all on my own. All right, so wild thing. Tell me what that looks like. It looks kind of like this, like, skinny little girl walking up to a, like, a three unconscious people. And then, um, and then, like, she sort of, like, nudges one of them to, like, make they're unconscious because she doesn't want to, like, if they're not unconscious, it would be a little jarring. And they are. And then she, uh, we get that same uh, panel that I've, I think I've talked about it before, where it zooms in on the cells inside of her arms. And you just see them like suddenly multiply. And then when it zooms out, she's now like completely buffed out, like, wi- like almost like a foot taller. And then she bends down and her arms get longer so that she can pick up all three of them. And then she turns and starts to walk toward the door, like, slowly so that she doesn't drop them. Perfect. Uh, Lucy, what does your face look like when this happens? I think it's a mix of impressed and hell yeah. And I think also just to, like, be a little extra sensitive, like, you can maybe see, like, the, 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 um, her forearms kind of almost, like, flatten out a little bit and get, like, almost as if, like, she's turning, she's, like, widening them to make them into kind of, like, a cot type of situation. It's, it's kind of bizarre looking. I was just imagining you got really, really hairy, and it was like a pillow of hair. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so um, we see Wild Thing start <laughs> to walk up the stairs, uh, and Vixen like steps in front of her and is like, I'll go up first in case there's, I don't know, an ambush or something. And then she's like, I'll be ready with the portal as soon as I open the door. If we need to jump outside, be ready. And there's like a little thought bubble where Claire's like, God, I wish we'd have an ambush. <laughs> she really wants to fight. <laughs> Excellent. And then uh, we open the door. There is not an ambush, unfortunately. I'm so, so sorry. And we like walk through the restaurant. It's completely empty. There's no one in there. And we step outside, put them in the car, and I think we start to drive off. Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Anthony Sheets, T.B. Huth, and Elliot Peterson, and edited by Anthony Sheets and Sean Geddes. Anthony can be found on Twitter at IcyNewYear or at IcyNewYear.com. T. is a theater artist and educator in the D.C. area. She can be found at T. Huth Playwright on Twitter or T.P. Huth94 on Instagram. Elliot can be found at Elliot Elen, E-L-L-I-O-T-Y-L-E-N on Twitter. Sean can be found at The Crumpet. T-H-E-C-R-U-M-P-I-T on Twitter. Moon Harbor Heroes is played using Masks A New Generation, written by Brendan Conway and produced by Magpie Games. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or on Patreon at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. The music in this issue is Mistake the Getaway by Kevin MacLeod. This issue is GM'd by T. Huth. Blue Samurai is played by William Hendry. 
You can find him on Twitter at RockoutWill or on Steam as Cypress underscore Grunham. C-Y-P-R-U-S underscore G-R-U-N-U-M-N. The Wild Thing is played by Rose Hahn. Rose is an actor, content creator, and mental health advocate. Her podcast, What Was I Saying? Living with ADHD, can be found on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play Music, or on Twitter at what underscore was I saying. She can be found on Twitter or Instagram at SmileyRosie, S-M-I-L-E-Y-R-O-S-E-Y-Y-Y-Y. Flyby is played by Jane Berry. You can find her at Jane-Tarzan on Twitter. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at moonharborcast. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice or tell a friend. Five-star reviews and word of mouth are really the best way for us to keep bringing these stories to more people. If you'd like to support us financially, check us out at patreon.com slash moonharborheroes. Supporting us there will give you access to bonus issues each month. And thank you for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue.